says goodbye. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Wednesday, September the 7th, 2022. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York, uh, where we finally got some nice, cool weather. Um, and my hot take for tonight, I have a couple of hot takes. My first hot take has to do with, with the pitch clock that they say is coming to uh, the Major League Baseball next year. And, and Joel, this is, a, this is the warning. I'm putting this warning out here now. My hot take is, is that Major League Baseball is coming after our beer, okay? Uh-oh. And are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm, I'm So I went to a minor league baseball game the other day. Um, yeah. And as you know, I sent you a picture. And um, they have pitch clock in minor league baseball. Right. And in, you know, the top of the seventh inning, they're like, get your beer because we're about to stop selling beer. And then they stop selling beer at the middle of the seventh inning, right? As they do. Right. And then because of the pitch clock, the game's over like 15 minutes later. Okay. Okay. So what I'm saying here is if they implement the pitch clock and I want this to be on the record, this is like a mark my words sort of situation. If they, if they put the pitch, implement the pitch clock in major league baseball, they will implement stop serving beer earlier in the game. Explain yourself. Well, because like the idea of stopping selling beer in between the, you know, when they do to, is that there's enough time between then and the end of the game for people to sober up a little bit. Right. But what I'm saying is that's not the case. Right? Right. So they're going to move stop selling beer to the middle of like the fifth inning. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I really would be surprised if Major League Baseball owners did anything to lower their alcohol sales revenue. No, see, because they're like part of the Christian Illuminati. And they're trying to make everyone sober. Gotcha. It's all a scheme, Joel. It's all connected. Gotcha. Okay. Right. They're freaking prohibitionists is what they are. Well, maybe they like hate baseball and they don't want us to drink. Rob Manfred hates baseball and he doesn't want people to drink beer. That's all I'm saying. Fascinating. Huh. I mean, I if you were arguing that the Kansas City Royals are gonna stop serving alcohol after the fifth inning, maybe I would believe you. But the Milwaukee Brewers can't do that. Their name is the Brewers. They can and they will. Okay, that's a hot take. See, my my opinion is that money grubbers always win over evangelists when the two are in contradiction. You ever see There Will Be Blood? You know that movie I'm talking about? Yeah, it. you know, I feel like I do did see that movie, but I can't tell you a single thing about it. Oh, where Daniel Day-Lewis kills yeah. that guy with the bowling pin? I remember that part. It's a good movie. You should see it. And then he like frees the slaves. 
No, that's Abraham Lincoln. Oh, right. That's a different Daniel Day-Lewis movie. <laughs> that's a different Daniel Day-Lewis. I'm getting them confused. <laughs> no, this is the one where he murders a guy in cold blood. It's a good movie. I really like it. Might No, different directors. Anyway, my point is that I would always say, even if an MLB team owner claims to be an evangelical Christian, nine times out of 10, the money-grubbing part is going to win out over the piety. That's, my, that's where I'm coming from. Right. But Joel, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, and the money that Major League Baseball owners get does not come from beer sales. You know what I mean? To them, two innings of beer sales is sure. a drop, a single drop in the bucket. And the thing is, is like if they <clears throat> if they stop selling beer earlier, they can be like, well, look at how much our revenue has gone down, quote unquote, inexplicably. Right. This is how much our revenue, because that's revenue, and they want to drive their revenue down, a so they can declare losses on their taxes, right. and b so they don't have to play pay the players what they owe them. You know I what can I mean? See that happening definitely. But I read it's all connected, Joel. I see. Okay, I mean, I, I'm not calling you crazy. I just, I, you know, I saw a thing where even if you take into account inflation, a a beer at a ball game should cost like three dollars and fifty cents. They have jacked up, in some cases, triple the price of a beer at a ball game. That's the other thing. They'll be like, oh, Major League Baseball is making us stop selling beer earlier. And so we're going to instead of 12. Right, exactly. So we have to double the price of the beer. And yeah. that like they pay their workers less like the ballpark workers that, they send yeah. home or two they, innings earlier. Yeah. Like their revenue goes down but not really and then they don't have to pay the players as much. It's okay. All makes I'm, sense. Coming I'm coming around to your way of seeing things. I could see that. They were also, when I went to Comerica Park, I talked about this, with all the self-check lines, just, you know, so they don't have to hire people. I could see that. That's miserable. Other than that, yeah. the Cyclones game. Yeah, it was awesome. They yeah. scored 10 runs in the first two innings. It was a bloodbath. That's amazing. Who would they play? Yep. Uh, the Blue Rocks. I forget where they were from. Damn it. Oh, Sam's drafting his football team. What just happened? My other hot take is that I'm doing a fantasy football draft and I keep missing my turn in the draft. <laughs> and I keep auto-drafting like people who I don't want. I'm like three <laughs> quarterbacks right now. You just gonna, Sam's just going to go out there in the 2022 season with the damn New York Jets. <laughs> who did I just pick up? The Los Angeles Rams defense. Oh, that's probably good. They should have the, what's his name? The guy who's really good. Do no, he know? retired. Oh, he retired? Good for him. Didn't he retire? Tire? Oh, Donald? No. We need to have Marin and Lewis on this podcast to tell us what yeah. the fuck is going on in the NFL. Because I have no idea. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take is more of a shout out. Well, I don't know. It's not really a hot take. I'm just going to tell a story. I went to a middle school baseball game this week and uh, my school, Jefferson, defeated their rivals, Franklin. 
Oh. Yeah, it was great. Oh. Great. I fucking hate Franklin right. so much. We took down Franklin. It was amazing. I was very excited <laughs> for the boys. And. Oh, God. <laughs> Suck it, Franklin. Suck it, Franklin. Yeah. Franklin Middle School. <laughs> so I was watching the game, but the guy, the 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 players, the kids did really good. I was, you know, it was fun to watch them. And my thought was, there's seventh graders and eighth graders, so 12, 13 year olds. And watching them, this is the age where you're just now getting good enough at baseball to actually use strategy and it's an actual baseball game. Does that make sense? Right. Because you go to Little League games and it's, you know, nobody knows what they're doing and every pass is an error and, the, you know, you probably got a two-thirds chance that when you throw it to first base, the first baseman's going to fuck it up and then the all the runners advance anyway and you know, and I was, I was just thinking about this. At what point, at what age? So if you a little league or, a, you know, a coach of a, a child's baseball team, at what age do you say, do you have to actually swing at the baseball? Because when they're kids, they can't throw strikes anyway. If I were a little league manager, I would just say, don't swing. Whatever you do, don't swing at the baseball because the pitcher can't throw strikes. So just watch right. pieces loaded. Franklin's full of rubber arm bitches, that's why. Well, our pitcher, actually, they were making a comeback in the bottom, top of the sixth. Our pitcher oh. actually got out of a bases loaded one out jam. Which was pretty nice. exciting. Yeah, you got you got a strikeout and a ground out to end the inning, and that was like really cool to watch. You want to know what I like is t-ball because it's like the kids hit the ball and then all of the kids in the field run to the ball. Like yes. it doesn't matter where the ball goes; it's like everyone on the field is like running after this ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right. That's what I'm talking about, though, because middle school, it's just there was one kid on Franklin's team who hit the ball hard, like over really? the outfielders. Yeah, he was a big dude, too. So they're yeah. just getting at that age where you actually have to like be competent in your tactics and strategy and things like that. It was really fascinating. Did, did you play baseball as a youth? Oh, yeah. When did like when did you start? Let's see. T ball. So I don't know how old that is. Four mm -hmm. or five, something like that. And you played it all through childhood? Yeah. Through yeah. high school. Was your high school team any good? Uh, let's see. No, I never really played on a very good team, I don't think. Um, I was on some pretty decent soccer teams, but never really that great. That's right. Soccer was actually your like high school sport, wasn't it? Uh, I was better at soccer than I was at baseball, but I always liked baseball more. Yeah. I was always more excited for baseball season. That's interesting. Um, 
I was an all-state soccer player in high school. Huh. <clears throat> but, you know, I like got high before every practice at <laughs> soccer. And I didn't do that in baseball. It was harder to do in baseball. Let me, well, wait a minute, because you need the eye-hand coordination and the reaction time. But you need reaction time in soccer to Yeah, you really just gotta run around, bonk the ball off your head, you know. Also, it's like way bigger than everybody else. So right. you can knock people over in soccer, you know. So that helped. that's <laughs> that was really where my strength lay was knock, in my strength, you know what I mean? Down the other players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I was like a 17-year-old senior at like six. Six two two forty, and then playing against whatever freshman who weighed like one hundred and ten pounds. <laughs> you joke. Yeah, yeah. I've got this. Eighth Pretty grade. easy to knock someone over when you're that much bigger than them. Yeah, I've got an eighth grade student who's six two. He's real big. Anyway, way to go, baseball team. I want to. That's something I would like to do more. Is yeah, fuck Franklin. Yeah, fuck yeah, fuck Franklin. <laughs> support support our local teams. Um, we podcasted last week. We talked about a lot of good stuff. I want to thank everybody who's been listening to that. Uh, Sam, I'm going to mention this on the podcast. I've been obsessed with that app where you just list American cities until you can't oh. any more American cities. <laughs> I've been doing that so much. Um, so, like, if you want to know what kind of OCD nerd I am. Uh, Don't like cities. I like cities and just listing cities and watching them pop up on the screen. So, having said that, shout out to Elmwood Park, New Jersey. I'm going to get you next time when I play this game. Um, Hanover, Pennsylvania. I think I can get that one. Lancaster, Ohio. Hardwick, Vermont. You get that one, right? Yeah, I got that one when I played that game. Yeah. Wakanda, <sighs> Wakanda, Illinois. That doesn't sound Oh. Spelled. Wakanda forever. Yeah. Ashburn, Virginia. Shout out to Ashburn. Charleston, South Carolina. New Fairfield, Connecticut. Remind me of that one. And okay, gonna... check this out. I've been to Ashburn, Virginia. Yeah. Wait. That's where the post office. Uh, apologies to Ashburn, Virginia, and the other city that I may be confusing it with, but Ashburn, Virginia has the biggest aluminum star in the world in it. It's this big star. It's on top of this mountain over the city, and it, they light it up at night, and you can see it. Why is it aluminum? It's like a shitty World's Fair thing. It's like the wigs feel. It's like if the it's like if the Eiffel Tower was made in Ashburn, Virginia, or something. You know what I mean? Crazy Ashburn. Gotta look it up. I'm gonna look it up, and we can fact check in real time. Yeah. Um, So thanks so much for listening. I something fucked up happened. the The last episode of the podcast is online, but iTunes was being stupid. So I don't know if you can get it on iTunes. Uh, but you can get it on SoundCloud or Spotify. Follow us on your social media applications, Facebook and Twitter. I'm back on Twitter, unsuspended. I think it was really good for my mental health to not be on Twitter for a week. So Dude, we'll- I was wrong. That's not the city. 
So where is the world's largest aluminum star then? <clears throat> Might be Aspern. Uh, I'll look it up. Yeah, look that up because now I'm curious. Um, the other thing, Sam, I don't know if this started bugging you, but I feel like I was just tweeting, uh, uh, not tweeting, texting you things I would normally tweet <laughs> and my week-long suspension. <laughs> Uh, no, that was great. Okay, I knew you were back on Twitter because you had stopped texting. Because I stopped texting you like every five minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and all your social media applications. Uh, so let's talk baseball. Um, God damn it, I have like four tight ends. Why do you have four tight ends, Sam? I got all the tight ends, Joel. You can't be drafting the podcast. (laughs) I'm I'm hoarding all the tight ends, and then when somebody's tight end gets hurt, who they're going to come to, Joel? Right. Well, that was always my strategy, but I'm absolutely terrible at fantasy anything. Uh, Which tight ends have you drafted? Mm, Let's see. Hunter Henry of the New England Patriots. Okay. Um, Zach Ertz, Arizona. Yep. Diamondbacks, presumably. Not Diamondbacks, okay. Austin Hooper, Tennessee Titans. That's it. I only have three. Okay. Three is still too many. Three (laughs) is too many tight ends. (laughs) All right. Um, Speaking of tight ends, I want to talk about my team, the Chicago White Sox. Nice. Uh, Good segue. Segue. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Uh, Shout out to Thomas. I didn't text him because we kind of decided to do this at the last second. But the White Sox took two out of three against the Mariners. So I'll take that. They took two out of three against the Minnesota Twins um, in their last series. They are still two and a half games behind Cleveland for the AL Central lead, and they're a half a game behind Minnesota. So they still have a lot of work to do. But, Sam, here's my White Sox hot take. Okay. You know I got off the Tony La bandwagon, right? Yeah. He might have been worse than I thought. Okay. So the White Sox, they had one – Five of the last seven games without him. So for listeners of the show, Tony Larusa, the White Sox manager, has left the team with, as far as I can tell, some kind of fucking mystery disease. Like, the White Sox organization is not updating the press on what's wrong with Tony Larusa, which is cool because it's starting all kinds of conspiracy theories from, you know, they're basically soft firing him without firing him. Right. It's like they did to that Pope. Like they did to that Pope. Exactly. Um, Or, you know, we could get really into it that, you know, he's QAnon and, you know, the FBI is about to arrest him or something like that. Um, He is QAnon. Do we know that? No, I don't know. I don't think he is. So since the White Sox have been without Tony Larusa, they are four and one. They're seven and three without him. So that's not bad. Um, and here's the thing: 
The White Sox are 28. Let me double check this. They were 28 in Major League Baseball in home runs. In the first seven games without Tony La Russa, they've hit 13 home runs, which makes me believe that he was literally telling them just to not fucking hit home runs. Right? Like, that was his entire goddamn strategy. <clears throat> and now they've got, you know, uh, who's the guy that's managing them now? Oh, I should know his name because he has been their bench coach for years and years and years. But now that they've got this new guy, it's like, oh, no, we're a good home run hitting team all of a sudden. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. Right, the White Sox. I mean, they've still got lots of people hurt, but if you're going out there with Luis Robert and Jose Abreu and Andrew Vaughn, you should be fucking hitting home runs. You should not be one of the worst home run teams in baseball. So that's my rant about that. My other thing is, see, now I think the White Sox are actually going to win this stupid division again, whereas as of our last last podcast was the last time I had given up hope. So they fucking suck me back in. Every time that you think that you're out, they pull you back in. They're 69 and 68. They got a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. Um, Take a quick look at the playoffs. They are still, good God, Somehow they've fallen seven games back of the wild card. There's a lot of space growing there. Tampa Bay is the first wild card. Seattle's the second, and Toronto is the third, with Baltimore the first team out. So that makes me sad. I think that the White Sox have to give up their chances of making it into a wild card game, and they just have to win the division. They're only two and a half games back in the division, uh, but, you know, seven games back in the wild card, which is fucking ridiculous. I hate that. I hate how bad the American League Central is. And I wish that one of these teams would, not this year, maybe not this year, but maybe next year, step it up and actually compete, be a competitive team. But we shall see. Uh, the Mariners, I mean, our last podcast was a lot about how we need to get on the Mariners bandwagon. They're 77 and 60. They've won eight out of 10. And they are a half game behind Tampa Bay for the first wild card spot, which is important if you want to play, play Cleveland in the first round. What you do? Yeah, well, or Cleveland in the second round, probably, because Houston and the Yankees will get first-round buys. Right. They still want to play Cleveland because you'd rather play Cleveland than Tampa Bay. Yeah, by yeah. a long margin. A long shot, yeah. In NL, we don't really care about the NL, um, but the NL race is a lot less interesting, except the Atlanta Braves are 86-51. and 51. And they are five and a half games better than the Cardinals, 
who still pff, fucking St. Louis Cardinals have won eight out of 10 also. So I'm not going to say the Cardinals suck. I will say this fucking uh, Albert Pujols is having a better season this year than any season he had when he played for the Anaheim Angels. He never should have left. It was stupid. Nobody should go play for the Angels. Ever. 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 I hope they Imagine do. how good Shohei Otani would be if he didn't play for the Angels. Mm-hmm. He needs to leave. They need to trade him. Yeah. He'd have like 60 home runs and 7 million strikeouts a year. Yeah, yeah he'd have a 1.2 ERA with like 60 home runs. Yeah. <laughs> If he only played for the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate the Angels. They might be my least favorite team in some measurement. Um, so yeah, so that's baseball. We're going down the home stretch. I am optimistic, but you know, the White Sox always have found a way to let me down before. So we'll see what happens. But well, <clears throat> let me give you a quick Red Sox update. Yeah. First of all, we suck. Yeah. <clears throat> Not really an update. No, I'm going to throw a couple key stats at you. Okay. Um, which I think is uh, telling, like, illustrates <clears throat> the, well, it's three stats, actually. Gotcha. Illustrates the Red Sox season as it stands right now. Uh-huh. As in the season winds down, okay. <clears throat> the Red Sox are number two in the AL in runs scored. Wow, six hundred and twenty-four. Wow. Um, and they, yeah, number two in the AL after the Yankees in runs scored, six hundred and twenty-four. They're number two in the AL. In runs allowed. Whoops. At, That's bad. At 669. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> so that's with a year with kind of down, at least power years from Xander Bogarts, who only has like 12 home runs so far, um, and JD Martinez, who are like two of the guys at the heart of our order. Right. Xander Bogarts is having a pretty good year at the plate. He's uh, he just his power numbers have been down, and he's 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 going for the AL batting title right now. Oh, what's his name? Um, I can't remember. Three hundred nineteen yeah. or something like that. Okay. Um. So that's pretty impressive. Both of those things. The Red Sox have 25, I believe, or 26 blown saves. This Ouch. That's bad. <clears throat> yep. Which is bad. But, shockingly, not the worst in the league. Who is? Uh, I think the Tampa Bay Rays have 29. Really? The yeah. Rays? Yeah. Okay. Um, I would not have guessed that. Interesting. And there's another team that has more than them, but that's in the NL, I think. I can't remember. I looked it up yesterday. So uh, that's reason for optimism for next season. Okay, I like that. That's all I'm saying. I like, um, yeah. But that being said, 
it's very possible that we won't have J.D. Martinez or Xander Bogarts on our team next year. So we'll see. Uh, But J.D. Martinez, at least, his productivity seems to be in decline. Yeah, I wouldn't be as worried about J.D. Martinez, except for whatever nostalgia value he gives your team. Uh, Yeah, well, he's also, he's like a second hitting coach, I think. Yeah. Uh, Kind of the word in the clubhouse is that, like, he's a really good clubhouse guy. Yeah. And um, really uh, studious hitter. Yeah. Which which helps the young kids, apparently. Now, well, what, not this year, because our young kids suck this year. Is Devos signed? No, he's got one more year of team control, um, and that's kind of the priority in the offseason, I think, is to try to sign him to a long-term deal. There's, I'm not sure it'll happen, because he wants money in line with what everybody else is getting at the top of the league, which he probably deserves. Um, and I think that the Red Sox front office see him as a future DH, uh, which, you know, hurts his value in their eyes. So interesting. And something to be said about that. A one year, $10 million deal. How do you feel? Right. I feel fine about it. Uh, He's good. um, Like, I don't feel great about him being our leadoff hitter necessarily. Um, but I like him at the bottom of our order and I love him in center field. Okay. Um, but he's a productive hitter for sure. He's not like an elite hitter at all. Um, and he's having kind of a down year, but he's been injured all year. So, right. Yeah. They may be taken. <sighs> but even when he's not like, even when he's at his best, he's, you know, a two fifty guy. He's a good hitter. He's not necessarily the guy you want starting off the game for you. But, you know, TBD. The Red Sox could be nasty next year if they can get their pitching together. I saw a tweet earlier today. So the the New York Yankees have just uh, clinched their 30th consecutive winning season. And somebody Mm -hmm. I follow who's a Red Sox fan was commenting on it that they thought that was – they were surprised by that. But then, you know, the Red Sox doing, well, let's not say 30 years, let's say 25 years or 21 years, 20 years. Like, they've had some really bad seasons, right? They've had some really bad seasons in the past 10 years. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But they are the one, you know, comparing Red Sox and Yankees, the Red Sox have four World Series in that span? Four, right? Yeah. 07, 13, and 18. So mm-hmm. the Red Sox have four World Series to the Yankees' one World Series in 09 if we if we close the door at, you know, 2003-ish, right? Don't, not going back to that mini dynasty that the Yankees had at the end of the 90s. Right. Would you, I mean, I know you're a Boston Red Sox fan, but I feel like I would rather have four World Series in 20 years with a couple of just really bad years in between than one World Series in 20 years, but a winning season every season. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But what does that say about... 
I think you take one World Series and a few shitty losing seasons in 20 years and you're pretty happy. Sure. Yeah, and the Yankees got that. They won that 09 World Series against Philly. Uh, right. Yeah. But it's just interesting. Do the two organizations have different philosophies? Well, the Yankees... Uh, the Red Sox have a, are, are weird about how they spend their money. Because they'll like spend a shitload of money and then they'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're spending too much money. And then they like, that's what's happening right now. Uh-huh. Um, you know, our payroll this season is whatever, 270 million or something like that. And the payroll we have on the books going in the next season is like 60 million or something like that. Oh, wow. That's insane. Um, okay. So... Uh, and, you know, we're losing a lot of, you know, that's, you know, J.D. Martinez isn't signed. Xander Bogarts isn't signed. Um, you know, uh, Devers will probably get whatever, 20 million in arbitration. Yeah. Um, and for sale. Chris Sale is not signed. At, oh, wait, no, that's not true. He's still on the books, but Evaldi's not on the books anymore. Okay. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Just a thought. I just think it's really interesting. The Yankees are still the second best team in the American League, but they've been trash since like June. So I will definitely be curious about that as we go down the home stretch of the regular season. Uh, I want to shift gears a little bit, though, Sam, if you're ready. Yeah, I want to talk about tennis because I want to make sure that we have time to talk about Lord of the Rings. Right. Yeah, okay. So let's get (laughs) tennis first. Okay, so the U.S. Open is going on, despite the fact that Serena Williams is not playing in it anymore. So for those of you out there who maybe didn't know that, just because Serena Williams got eliminated from the tournament does not mean that the U.S. Open ceased to continue. Okay, but um, talk about Serena for a hot second because she still got further than we thought she was going to, right? Uh, yeah, but I don't think that she necessarily got further than the experts thought she was going Oh, okay. Um, you did about what they expected. People seem to be not super surprised. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe that's because all of these people at the beginning of Serena Williams' career was were like, oh, well, she's, you know, they're really bad-mouthing her, probably, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, anyway, wait, there's wait. some exciting news. Okay. Two things that are exciting. One thing is more exciting for me, probably, than most people. Right. But there's this guy, this Australian tennis player, Curios, who's a fucking just such a whiny little bitch. Yeah, you, you've brought it up before. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and he got eliminated. Oh, good. Which was great. I love that. He got eliminated by a Russian player. So that's like not super great. But um, he did beat the other, the number one world seeded number one Russian player the match before. So that's good. Suck it. Um, and you anyway, so he's it. like basically he's the Franklin Middle School of professional men's tennis. Curios is. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. just the fucking worst and I hate him, you know? 
people know that Vladimir Putin is a fan of this podcast. So yeah, and but, he's probably also a fan of Franklin Middle School. And, that would be my guess. <laughs> Okay, so the Australian guy you don't like is out. Who's who's in? Who who are you rooting for? All right. So this is the really exciting news. Yeah. Um for every patriotic American sure. who's not like one of those super racist patriotic <laughs> Americans. You know what I mean? The yeah. ones who think that patriotism is also racism, like those guys are gonna hate this. But for the first time since 2005, there is an American uh, American man in the semifinals of the U.S. Open. Okay, mm-hmm. and he's so that's not, a big deal. He's not white. His name is Francis T. T. F. I'm gonna, I'm not pronouncing this name right. T. F. O. Okay. Um, he's a black guy. He's 22, I believe. Wow. Um, He's 22 or 24. He's a young guy. He just, he beat Rafael Nadal, which was another, um, which was a big thing because no American has ever beaten Nadal or hasn't beaten him for a long time. So it's the first time an American man has been in the semifinals since 2005, Andy Roddick. It's also the first time that an American male has been in any semifinal since 2005 no no no, that's not true that's not true um it's so andy roddick won the u.s open in 2003 and that's the last time that an american man has won an open at all erotic was the era of samples and agassi when american men kind of dominated for a while right well he was kind of at the end of it he was he was quite a bit younger than agassi and okay um, like they played at the same time, but it was at the beginning of Andy Roddick's career and the end of their careers. Um, so I'm still. So, Andy, so this is a big Andy, deal. Andy there's a lot of good. What's that? Andy Murray is English. Murray is English, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. America Light, we call it. Yeah. Sure. Um, they drink tea. They drink tea. Yeah. Like a lot of it. Yeah. Um, Give me American coffee. Give me a giant cup of water yeah. down. <laughs> really like burnt, sitting in the pot for like eight hours. Yeah, that's a, that's a good shit. That's just weird, like lots of sediment at the bottom. <laughs> I love it. Black it's like teacher's soul. lounge coffee. We teacher's call it. lounge coffee. Yes. <laughs> at two in the afternoon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> followed quickly by teacher's restroom break. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, so. Oh, it's the first time a Black American male has been to the semifinals of the U.S. Open since Arthur Ashe in 1974. So this is a big deal. And yeah. like, <clears throat> I don't care if you watch tennis or not. Like, this is the U.S. fucking Open. We need we need a guy who's going to win this thing for us. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a tough road still. Is in the semifinals, <clears throat> um, and there's a lot of really good tennis players left in the tournament. 
he's going to get either the oh, shit. I got. I had this article pulled up earlier, and then I started my fantasy football draft, and I looked something else up. So he's number two. Yeah, he's twenty four. He's the number twenty two seed. Um, oh. And if he so his semifinal opponent has not been determined yet. Um, but it's going to be on Friday and it's either going to be against number three, Carlos Alcaraz, uh, who is from Spain. He's a Spaniard. Mm. Oh, and he's young too. He's like a really exciting young player. Wait, won't we, um, anti- as well. won't we anti-Spain tennis on this podcast yeah. for a while? Yeah. Cause yeah. there are too fucking many of them. Yeah. But luckily yeah. we got ourselves a Spaniard killer here. Yeah. Like call this the, the Irish Sea because we're killing the Spanish Armada here. Yes! Oh, <laughs> you nailed it. I was about to say, like, St. Francis Drake. Like, <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. Uh, or, or he's going to go there. So, number three, Alcaraz is playing number 11, Janik Sinner. That's presumably that's happening right now. Um, Oh, really? They play at 8.30 at night or 9.30 at night? Well, just if they're playing, if the semifinals on Friday, you got to think that they're probably p- playing today, right? Yeah, but I, I don't know. The games were during the day. I don't know. I don't know anything about, but, you know. You know. Anyway, he's an Italian. Okay, fine. Italian. You know. Whatever. Italian, Spaniards. Same thing. What's the difference anyway? Conquered by Rome. Basically right. the same language, basically the same culture, basically right. the same food, no difference. Yeah, they love olive oil. They love olive oil and bread. They're like super into olive oil. Yeah. Tomato soup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, All right, but I know you don't want to talk about it, but I do want to talk about Serena Williams for a second. Oh, okay. Because her final match that she lost Right, like four and a half, like it's the most watched televised tennis match of all time. Yeah, like that was huge. Yeah, the, uh, and I don't know if you watched it. I assume you did. I, did but I I watched both of her, all three of her matches. Uh, no, both. Did she win two or did she win one? She won two. So I watched all three of her matches this year, and. It was funny because it was like the Serena Williams matches. It's like, you know, when the Red Sox or like not just the Red Sox, you know, when anyone is playing the World Series in L.A. and they just spend the whole game like, oh, there is Matt Damon and there's, um, you know, Jack Nicholson. And like there are all these celebrities. There's Magic Johnson. Well, I feel like he goes to a lot of games. It's like, oh, there are all the Kardashians or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. That's what it was like at the U.S. Open on all of Serena Williams' games, you know, matches, because it was just like all these like super celebs coming in. But it was like, wasn't like L.A. celebrities. It was like Bill Clinton was there and like, what's her name? I the, something like that. Like, yeah, like uh, Gladys Knight was there at all of her <laughs> games and um, you know, she had what's the, the editor of Vogue that they made the Devil's Wear Prada, Where's Prada about. She was in the oh. Serena's box during every match. And... <laughs> Were the Obamas there? Nine City Obamas. Yeah. 
That's interesting. Tiger Woods was there. Tiger Woods was there in the yeah. Tiger Woods was there. Um, they they showed it's funny because they like were showing all these celebrities, and then they showed uh, Francisco Lindor was there again this year watching the <laughs> he Serena didn't match. Like tennis though, eh? He just likes tennis. He must be a tennis fan. Yeah, yeah. But got- it was funny because <laughs> the guy, the camera people panned to him, and then the announcers had no idea who he was. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was pretty funny. Does he have blue hair? He doesn't have blue hair right now, does he? Who's blonde? Blonde hair. Like a big blonde kind of super curly afro sort of thing. He's pretty cool. All right, that's sweet. Um, So anyway, all all I'm saying, I don't really have a question for you, but like I'm really, I'm just, we're pulling right now for TFO. We're going to find out how to pronounce his last name. Yeah. no, and we're just we're really someone's got to bring this one home for America. Is you know what I'm saying? Lost still in it. I don't know. I think she lost. And then Naomi Osaka is like just not playing right now, right? No, like, she lost in the first round. Oh, she did. Oh, yep. Oh, that makes me kind of sad. Like she hasn't been playing good tennis. Yeah, hmm. that must be hard. I mean, because she's not old. We know she's had like mental health issues. She's taking time off and then like getting back into it. That must be difficult. Yeah, she lost. Coco Goff lost in the quarterfinals. Oh, that's too bad. I like Coco Goff. Yeah, I like her too. Yeah. Um, she could be good. She could be the next big thing. Yeah. Do we know any? Do I like? Would I know anybody left in the women's bracket? Probably not. Uh, yeah, there's an American in there actually, but I didn't know who she was. Uh-huh. And then she was playing the world number one today, so I just assumed she lost because that lady is fucking unbeatable. Who's that? Swinek. From what? From what country? Like Czech Republic or something like that? She's Polish. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, she's Polish and she's unbeatable. I might actually root for her uh, if she's she's, Polish. My yeah, she beat off. uh, Jessica Pe- Pegula, mm-hmm. who's an American. Okay, that's cool. I, I'm I'm gonna get on the Polish. Like I want the Americans to win, but it sounds like that's probably not gonna happen on the women's side at least. But yeah. if a Polish woman wins, that would be cool. I would like that. Um, last question, and then we should move on. Why are the Russians allowed to compete at the U.S. Open? Was it only Wimbledon that? Yeah, only Wimbledon, and then the the U.S. the the oh, fuck ATP mm-hmm. like stripped Wimbledon of its points. Sure, because <clears throat> the ATP is so. in Putin's pocket also. Because the ATP is like really anti-Ukraine. Yeah. So, the, but the U.S. was not willing to lose whatever their their status as a uh, official tournament to ban right. Russians, and I assume Belarusians, but whatever, how many great right. Russian tennis players there? One, I think. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Cool. Um, <clears throat> all right, before we go, let's talk about the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> so you watched, I watched both episodes. So I went, I got invited. I 
it's so weird again coming out of covid and people are like hey do you want to come over to my house to watch tv and i'm like uh do i have to talk to people do i have to be social it's still a difficult thing for me these days but right. my teacher friends got together and like oh we got booze you're like, yeah, oh, they, okay. they, yeah, no, I part of the selling point, definitely. Uh, went over to their house. It was really cool. There were a bunch of teachers there. Uh, the drama <laughs> teacher, it was him, right? He and his wife. What's that? The, uh-huh. the drama teacher's house. Yeah. And he's a cool guy, and I like him a lot, but he's a hardcore Yankees fan. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He grew What's he up doing in? in Champaign, Illinois. Yeah. It's a long story. I've talked to him about it. He grew up in Jersey. Cool. Yeah. Strike two. Strike two. Exactly. <laughs> like outside, which I should ask him why he's a Yankees fan and not a Phillies fan. Because I mm-hmm. think he grew up in the Jersey suburbs of Philly. Hmm. Uh, I'll talk to him about that. But he's always got, yeah. I'm, I go into his room and he's got Yankee stuff all over, and I'm like, I thought you were cool. He's not. <laughs> he's not. But he is cool because he's really into Lord of the Rings, also. Right. And a lot of other good uh, nerd stuff. So, went over to their house, watched the first two episodes, and I liked it. What do you think? <laughs> this is a riveting podcast. It is a yeah, <clears throat> I also liked it. So we were talking a little bit about this off camera. Yeah. Um, I never read the Silmarillion because I've started it a number of times, and I get it like a couple chapters in. I'm like, this is the most boring shit in the world. Like, why do I just want to read a list of made up names, made it's up Bible. people's it names? You know what I mean? Goddamn Bible. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah. it's like. So and so, son of Theramor, son of Gladridor, son of Calaconandor, or whatever, because they're all weird elvish names. Unlike, you know, Ab- and I don't get it. Unlike Absalom or Solomon or Ezekiel or Zebediah, all those regular right. non elf names. Um, well, no, but in theory, like those names were all made up by a bunch of different people. Whereas this book was just one dude sitting in his room, <laughs> like making up a fucking language and also a, like font and like, you know, all of these, all of the names. Like, why does every single person have to have his seven generations of grandfathers also named after them? Oh, like, and what with- kind of compulsion is that, you know? Yeah. I don't even know. I would actually, I should, I probably used to know this because I don't think Tolkien even intended the Silmarillion to be published. To be published. Yeah. Right. It's just him sketching out the back. He creates this entire mythology, this entire world, and he's just sketching out for himself the, the mythological background to the As world. As reference. Yeah to writing this, his other books. His other books, which read like regular books. Which read like books. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you read the Silmarillion and you're reading like the Old Testament and it's weird. It's uh, like the appendix. 
It's exactly, yeah, no, that's exactly, it's an appendix. That's exactly right. So when, what is it? It's Amazon Prime, right? The, yeah. So, cause I saw a couple of months ago, you know, when Amazon Prime started advertising for this series, based on the Silmarillion, I was very, very skeptical. I was like, that's gonna right. be boring as shit. But it, it, I loved it. I don't know. Are we supposed to love? Love is a strong word. B plus. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And it's better. So I only I watched the first episode of Game of Thrones, the new Game of Thrones, <laughs> called Vince. the Game of Incest. Yeah, <laughs> and <clears throat> which is also what the first Game of Thrones should have been called. Way better than that. Yeah, that was like gore porn with like very little story it's like it's it's funny right because all of these guys the game of thrones guy really just is trying to be the lord of the rings guy right like that yeah i mean everyone is in fantasy right. in, like tolkien the the modern fantasy genre is based on tolkien right yeah and then you like look at them side by side and you're like oh right lord of the rings is better <laughs> I mean, so like i get it now i get why these people are trying to be this other guy because they're not as good as him right but like there are other good writers who are better than tolkien i i don't think tolkien i'm not tolkien i'm doing too many things right now you know jr martin like you can't fucking write um what did i text you about incest that sounds bad. I texted you a good thing about incest the other day. <laughs> that sounds worse. <laughs> oh, you got to talk about Labor Day Parade. <clears throat> um, somebody did a study. So the, okay. the last Habsburg king, the last Spanish, going back to the Spanish Armada now. Uh, here it is. This, I found this on Twitter and I was suspended, so I, I had to text it at you. Um, Daenerys Targaryen's inbreeding coefficient is 0 0.375. Charles II, the last Spanish Habsburg king, who was impotent, drooled, was mentally disabled, and could barely walk, had a coefficient of 0 0.254. So Daenerys Targaryen is more inbred than the most inbred Habsburg king. I don't know if we talked about that. Do you remember that episode of 30 Rock where Jenna actually yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the last Habsburg? That's this guy. Think about right. that guy. Scientifically, Daenerys Targaryen is more inbred than that guy was. <laughs> right, his eyelashes keep falling off, or his eyebrows keep falling yeah. off. <laughs> I woke up. I woke up a couple of days ago, mad at Game of Thrones, and I just do this every once in a while. I woke up mad at Game of Thrones. And I don't know if I'm more mad at Game of Thrones, the writers, or Game of Thrones, the fans. Forget, right. like they were so, the fans were so mad 
about Daenerys Targaryen turning evil and genociding everybody at the end with her dragons, when clearly the show had been pointing at that the entire goddamn time. Right. Like, what did you expect? Yeah, uh, they, yeah. The switch was pretty drastic and very fast. Too. Yeah, yeah, they ran out of time, which... Right, very- like, I think that was more the complaint, less than the complaint was that, that she turned evil. Yeah, yeah, that, um, they did fuck up the pacing of that, definitely. Like especially because the entire like it wouldn't even have been that bad except for the entire show like was so fucking slow. Mm-hmm. Like nothing ever happens in that show. Like you spend entire seasons of just like wandering in the desert, slash right, exactly, with yeah. nothing happening, and then like, and then the last all this like the yeah. payoff was rushed. You yeah, know? the last three episodes are like, okay, we gotta figure this out. Yeah, it was all promise and no payoff. Yep. Agreed. Um, I also like, I mean, not like, I think it's funny. Just like when Star Wars had a black stormtrooper, people on the internet are all mad that they're like black hobbits and black elves in in the new wings of, what's it called? Wings of power? I think that's what it's called. Anyway, the new Lord of the Rings. And it's just like, you nerds. They're not like they're not right human. They can be whatever. <laughs> exactly. Oh, historically speaking, there were no African American elves. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, people are the worst, but. I don't know if I'll get an invite to my buddy's house again to watch the next episode. Why? What'd you do, Joel? I don't know. It was bad. It was did bad. you just talk the whole way through everything? I, I kind of did. Just talk about baseball the entire time you're like watching the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> next time I will. I'll just talk about OPS Plus and how Moncada has like one of the worst OPS pluses in Major League Baseball this year, especially for a starter at third base. Why is he always hurt and just monologue about White Sox baseball the entire time? <laughs> My friends are trying to watch Lord of the Rings. That sounds like a good idea. That's why I have so many friends these days. Although you could make some sweet baseball teams out of those elves. They'd be good at baseball. Who would win? The elves from Lord of the Rings or the vampires from Twilight in a baseball game? Hmm. Hmm. Probably the vampires, unfortunately. No. You don't think so? Because they could. I don't think so. What's that? Because they can, like, kind of fly. Right. Right, but I don't even think there are even nine of them, are there? Oh, that's a good point. It's like a million elves. Yeah. Yeah, you could probably build a pretty sweet baseball team from your best elf athletes. Right. Yeah. Both are immortal. Elves are immortal and vampires. Right. Although I guess that doesn't impact baseball that much. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Except for it'd be like, you know, young players would be trying to come up from the minors and all of the people who are already in the majors just would never get older. So <laughs> the, elf, be- the elf baseball league is so fucked up. <laughs> and they don't like the minors are not unionized and they don't get paid and you're there for 10,000 years. Yeah. <clears throat> that would be tough. That would, that would be really tough. <laughs> You've been the starting third baseman for the Durham Bowl since 2000 BC. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be tough. That would be really tough. Uh, all right, cool. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, one last thing I thought about: U.S. Quidditch has officially changed its name to U.S. Quad Ball, so it's no longer Quidditch. It is now quad ball like the sport you play in the quad of your college campus yeah uh so shout out to u.s quad ball um yep all right (laughs) ladies and gentlemen uh this has been dumped on the ump ostensibly a baseball podcast thank you so much for listening uh again follow us on all your social media applications twitter facebook we have a wordpress blog instagram etc listen to us wherever you get your podcast apple itunes soundcloud and or spotify for sam my name is joel ladies and gentlemen have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow sweet babe i'm gonna leave you and the time is Hey!